The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a writing, an article about a man who had struck his wife. She was seven months pregnant and the baby died at the hospital. They charged him with murder. I thought to myself, what a paradox. How can that be? Why would they do something like that? Not only did they charge him with murder, they charged him with capital murder. He can get the death share for that. Meanwhile, people are strolling downtown wherever they are, going to the abortion clinics, and having an abortion, and it's not murder. We've got an upside-down culture, an upside-down belief, and even pro-lifers have that. The measure of our life is no longer the commandments, but how we see it, politically, or by a relative truth, that we don't know truth. And you've heard us talk much about that. Our lady says, I've come to show you truth so you can discern. So discern. Is this man in justice being charged with murder, an upgraded murder, murder of a baby in the womb, 
to capital punishment, which could be charged and sentenced to the death penalty, is that justice for the woman who goes down to kill her baby? Oh, but we see that different. Oh, we accept it as difference. What's the difference? And so what about the doctors that commit abortion? Willfully, for money. You have two kinds of murder that happens. They call one a passion crime, which is somebody who is a family situation who gets out of control in their anger and they end up doing harm to the other, even killing the other. And those have always been tried as a lesser crime than somebody who premeditated, who planned, who calculated, or was hired for murder to kill somebody. So we have these doctors premeditating, hired to kill. The mother's willfully walking with that and working with that. And that's not called murder, much less capital murder. Explain that to me. I want you to argue the case why this guy, injustice, can be charged with capital murder. And the doctor, who didn't do it out of passion or anger, like this man did, killing the baby, that they're not charged. And no punishment for the woman. Oh, we look to heal the woman. We want to have compassion with her. That's not what our lady said. Our lady said on March 3rd, 1990, to Mariana, she said, Dear children, this evening I call you in a special way to pray for all unborn children. Pray especially for the mothers who consciously kill their children. She didn't say compassionately kill their children because they can't afford it or because they use it as a method of birth control. I am a sinner. You're a sinner. The difference of us knowing that we're sinners and somebody else that says not a sin is the denial of sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. So this is not a self-righteous statement. And in many ways, we who follow Our Lady, even our small sins, may be greater than the sins of others. But let's call sin, sin. And let's recognize when there is sin, there's a need for confession. And if it's things that the culture has to protect itself from or by, like this man, it's not just to go freely hit his wife and kill the baby, if even that wasn't his intention. The law is there to protect that child. But the paradox is, it's not killing if it's a mother decides to do that. Our lady didn't say again, the mothers who compassionately kill their children. Our lady says the mothers who consciously kill their children. Yes, there's some that don't realize it's murder because they've been told a lie. It's our responsibility to say it's murder. you killing. And the law in place will say consciously to the woman, if I go and have an abortion, I'm killing that child. The law says that. But because the law doesn't say it, It's not consciously killing. So many people think it's okay. Because if the law says it, then it's okay. But if the law says it's murder for the man to strike the woman, then it's murder. We don't have truth, so we can't discern truth. So, yeah, I'll let you put that stipulation there. Pray especially for the mothers who consciously kill their children. Because 
we lie. The church in some ways lie. The pro-life movement sometimes bends and blends the lie with it. You say, who? Well, Jones is going to read something that shows you that. But today's message continues. Dear children, I am sad because many children are being killed. Pray that there be always as few as possible of these mothers and as few as possible for these cases in the world. We need to tell and we need to teach. We need to preach. We need to show it's murder. If it's murder for the man to do it, it's certainly murder for the woman to do it. And yet, we go by and say it's not the case. The read today is entitled, Trump Says Abortion Ban Should Yield Punishment for Women. Republican presidential frontrunner Donald Trump said on Wednesday that women who end pregnancies should face punishment if the United States bans abortion, prompting a torrent of negative reactions from critics, including his White House rivals. After MSNBC broadcast a clip of an interview with Trump's comments, Trump said in the excerpt that even if abortions are banned, some women would access the procedure illegally. There has to be some form of punishment, he said. Asked what form he would advocate, Trump said, that I don't know. Trump's comments unleashed a flurry of criticism of his campaign. The billionaire has been under pressure to demonstrate he is conservative on issues such as abortion. But rivals also have criticized him for comments that offended women and minority groups. On Wednesday, Trump's latest remarks drew furor from across the political spectrum. Of course, women shouldn't be punished. Rival Republican candidate John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, told MSNBC. Kasich said he opposes abortion except in specific cases. March for Life, a group against abortion, said in a statement that activists want women to consider passive to healing, not punishment. Abortion supporters also took Trump to task. Just when you thought it wouldn't get worse, Hillary Clinton, the Democratic frontrunner, wrote on Twitter, horrific and telling. Dawn Lagoons of the Planned Parenthood Action Fund, the political arm of the women's health group, called Trump flat-out dangerous in a statement. Women's lives are not disposable, she said. So Trump comes out and stands up even stronger than pro-lifers. People say, oh, well, he just changed his mind and is doing that. Well, he's, it doesn't matter. He says what he said. The point I bring that up is nothing to do with Trump. The point I bring it up is showing how we are all over the place with this. Because the pro-lifers, the people who are against abortion, says we need to look for healing. Yeah, for people who unconsciously killed their children. But they're going to continue to unconsciously kill their children if the pro-lifers are saying, oh, we're going to work on the healing. You're a dear woman, you poor thing. Our lady did that by saying this. When Marianne asked her about abortion, she said, every sin can be forgiven. That's the healing. So you tell them, forget it. You can be healed from that. You got to repent. You got to know that you killed your child, which will prevent also another abortion later. If you put that in a conscience and you build the conscience and you properly form the conscience. So once that's done, which the pro-life movement should be doing instead of saying, oh, we're just going to concentrate on the healing. So you want the Band-Aid on the knee rather than trying to teach a child not to fall and scrape the knee. 
We don't come in with this mentality. We don't have truth by this. So the pro-lifers are condemning Trump for saying this when he's putting a conscience in these people saying if the laws say it's illegal and they have an abortion, then there should be consequences. We do it for a woman who's struck and we're not going to do it for a woman who strikes her child. So this law stated tells women it's murder with the guy it's murder. But if they continued that on to the woman who goes to abortion, then she's going to have on her conscience, I'm doing this and I'm breaking the law and I'm committing murder. We should know it by God's law itself. It's more than amazing to me how the pro-life people that criticize Trump for what he said is basically saying he's out of touch with the pro-life. Gene Massini, president of the March for Life Education and Defense Fund, said, Mr. Trump's comments today is completely out of touch with the pro-life movement. No pro-lifer would ever want to punish a woman who has chosen abortion. If they consciously kill, should there be consequences for that? A civil society has a rule of conduct that says that, or should say that. Messini goes on and says, We invite women who have gone down this route to consider paths to healing, not punishment. Of course, if they didn't do it consciously and they thought it was okay. But these people in pro-life are not doing anything to form that conscience, to tell them. After the fact, and they thought they were okay, it wasn't. Because as I said earlier, because civil law says you can do this, and they deceive themselves, because even in your conscience, you know it's not. But pro-life is not doing anything to form that conscience at all. In other words, we're going to let you heal from it. And yet, you need to, all people need healing from sin. There's no question about that. But listen to what Ken Blackwell, senior fellow of the Family Research Council, says. that Trump's comments underscore the candidate's lack of in-depth of involvement with the pro-life movement. So this is pervasive in the pro-life movement. We want to just concentrate on the healing, not on the prevention. How you don't have to worry about healing is to form that consciousness that this is killing. That will prevent more abortions. He continues, after saying the depth of the involvement in the pro-life movement, we have always considered the baby and the mother as victim in abortion. Why do you do that? If she's been duped, Yes, she's a victim. But everybody today is not victims. All we hear about victimization, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. So a victim's doing something to the victim. So the mother's doing something to the child, and the child's a victim, the mother's a victim. Quit rationalizing the way seeing pro-life people. Wake up. And here you got somebody that is standing on a truth because it's not contradicting what our lady says. It's a lady who says, I call you in a special way to pray for all unborn children. Pray especially for those mothers who consciously kill their children. This statement says she's a victim. Our lady says they consciously kill. That doesn't mean victim. This is not in league with our lady's messages. Actually, it's in a contradiction. Our lady goes on and says, dear children, I am sad because many children are being killed. She didn't say aborted. She didn't rose color. She wants to form a conscience in us. She wants to say, this is killing. Pro-life is not helping 
stop abortions by working and focusing only on the healing. You do that for people who are duped. You don't do it for people who consciously use it as birth control or use it whatever or however. Because many of them do know what they're doing. And yes, they'll need healing from that, but they need repentance to do that. You're not doing no repentance, pro-life people, if you take this position. Pray that there will be as few as possible of these mothers. How do you make sure it's possible? You tell them, you teach a children's school, you tell them that this is murder, this is killing, there's laws against this. And while the country doesn't have laws that's prosecuting it, it's a prosecutable crime, just like it is for the man who, in a passion crime, is charged with capital murder. As few as possible of these mothers and as, as few as possible of these cases in the world. So, March for Life is in contradiction to this message. The Family Research Council, the same way, Kim Blackwell. We've always considered it that they're both victims. Where is truth? Where is discernment? You will save more babies by promoting over and over and over. Do a 30-second spot on the radio. Just say, are you considering abortion? Are you thinking about that? Do you know the consequences of how grave it is once you wake up to what you've done and murdering your child and killing your child? It's K-I-L-L-I-N-G. Don't do it. Because if the law lets you buy now, your conscience won't later. What would that do? We won't say that because we might hurt somebody's feelings. They've already had abortion. You'll stop people who are considering it. That's how you stop it. We're insane. There's a write-up saying that this issue with Trump or something rarely seen in American politics. Advocates on both sides of the hot button issue vehemently denouncing the same remarks. So the pro-abortion people and the people that's against abortion on the same page with this. And Trump is right. He's dead right. And he's aligned with the message. Consciously kill the children. That demands civil law protection for those who perpetrate it. It's time we sit there and say, a spade is a spade, your yes is yes, your no is no. And so, Trump's getting condemned for this? Well, it's the very thing we've been looking for for a long time. He's doing more, and people say he's such a weak Christian, and he's so bad in the way he lives. So be it. He's saying the right thing. He's forming conscience, and you got mitigating that conscience by the pro-life people. It's, it's astounding to me. I can't even believe how stupid we are that we don't have the clarity to separate things and see and say what we need to say. We got a professor at Market University, a Catholic university, who he said is only a marketing to saying it's Catholic. He's been fired because he stood up for a student who stood up for marriage. And they're saying how horrible he is, how horrific it is. That's what Hillary Clinton just said about Trump. How hard, how horrific. Because he's saying now and he's going all out. There's conversion there in Trump and what he's saying. And I'm not doing this to say before Manasseh, I'm showing you a point that here it is. We have capital murder charges to a man striking a woman, killing the baby out of a rage. It wasn't premeditated. And the woman consciously going down there, 
No one should kill the baby. Killing our conscience on purpose in many ways, and there are those who think it's okay, it's not a lie, but that's very rare. And you got pro-lifers saying, let's just work on the healing. Not prevention, let's work after the fact. And so Mariana is told, every sin can be forgiven, but this sin must be atoned for for the rest of your life. This is gravity. This shows this is a serious thing. Don't deny it. And some may be done as a passion crime, out of rage or anger or or ignorance. But not the doctor. He's not doing it in rage. He's not doing it out of anger. He's calculated. He's a murder for hire. So why would they not be charged with murder? You can't charge the other guy and say, I'm not going to charge the doctor. And that's what Trump is saying. The laws show once it's illegal, because he didn't say now. He says, if the laws show this is illegal, there should be consequences for the women. Why not? This is the very thing that starts forming consciousness really quick. Hey, this lady down the block, I'm going to have an abortion, but I just heard down the block, she just got charged with murder. You're going to get a conscience real quick. We are messed up, and we are a stupid people. And I've never seen so much hatred toward truth as I see now in the presidential campaign. And it don't matter if somebody doesn't always live truth, but when something's truth, this is truth what Trump said. He make, he could be an error and everything else, but it's true. There's a consequence in civil society that you have laws in place that no man can strike a woman and kill the baby without consequences. But you can hire somebody to murder somebody without being charged for capital murder. Just don't get it. And the ones that don't get it the most is pro-life. We're going we're gonna to focus on the healing. No, do that for the ones who do not have the conscience to understand what they've done. And once they re- go through conversion, they do have a tragedy knowing what they've done. And they do need healing. Nobody's saying not to do that. But you're wrong, pro-lifers. You're condemning Trump for this. You're part of the problem, not consciously building in these people, the doctors and the women, what they're doing. So where's this going? Just more economic loss, more economy problems. That's what Medianomics is about. To identify why we've got the problems, why we have what we do. You flourish when you live by God's commandment, and you flourish when you break God's commandment, and you're repentant, and you recognize you sinned. You do not flourish when you deny the commandments, and you do not flourish when you do refuse to repent. In fact, if you refuse to repent, that's the sin against the Holy Spirit, the refusal to repent. And this is what we have. And so we even have twisted pro-lifers who have put this statement out yesterday, which annoys me more than the doctors even killing the babies, like we're just going to concentrate on healing. And Trump's statements are out of step with pro-life. He's in it and you're not. You're out of it. Stand on truth. Let the pieces fall where they fall and realize there is consequences and be repentant and be healed. So our economy is going down. It's under condemnation. Healthcare is going down. It's under condemnation. The world, marriage is under condemnation. Because of divorce, and now we got wackos, what they're making out of it. And everything is under judgment, and it's going to fall apart. It's, it's the end of it. So, economic wise, 
it's, we're at the end of stages. We talked last week about 50 years when you get away from silver or gold back in your money. That after 50 years, not one nation has made it past 50 years. We're in year 48, which gives us approximately two more years. And because we do have technologies and we are different and we're, we're propping things along, we might go past 50 years, but we're not going to go past it very long. We're not going to continue forever. We're going to collapse. And you best be putting yourself in position first, forming your conscious. How do you discern truth? And call that down and start promoting it and start saying it that yes, there should be punishment for women. And that is showing just like the punishment for the man. No different. I've seen manslaughter charges against a DUI who crashed into a woman and killed a baby in the womb. But oh, it's off limits when it's the other way. And we want to exonerate these women. Crazy. Just crazily stupid. No common sense. Frank? Yeah, it, it's incredible the the darkness that the world is in for these paradoxes to exist. And it reminds me of uh, St. Faustina's message that the world will lose its light. Uh, and it, we've really lost the light of truth. And it's incredible for somebody who's should be political and, and not say things that could lose votes, but to speak the truth, because it's important that the truth be heard. And we do hold these truths to be self-evident, and uh, among them are the right to life. And we do know that um, life exists at the moment of conception. All doctors know this. And uh, it, it is murder to do these things. And to say that it's murder for one person to do it and not for another is utter darkness and that's where we are now and why we need our lady so much but it's also unbelievable to me that people can be in a system that's prophesied in revelations that's encouraging revelations to come out of her her wanton ways and that's the the monetary system that's the root of all these evils so that's the purpose of the miraculous model Medjugorje Silver Round is to be able to have a way to respond to these warnings and these prophecies and come out of this, this system that's in complete darkness and out, outside of natural law and outside of God's law. That's what we're here for at Global Silver Investors to help people see this and to help people be able to do something to come out of, out of this wanton system that is, of course, under judgment, and of course is, is on the verge of collapse, and it's about to end. This is a way for spiritual safety and also physical safety to take advantage of what Our Lady's showing us about the times that we live in. The situation right now with silver, Frank, or the prospects of recession right now, staring us in the face and slowing down the economy, are just really warning signs, but it's not, this is a symptom. This is a, this is a fruit of a bad way of life of the culture that these things happen. And so you might want to elaborate worse. So we haven't heard a report on that in a, in a while about where it is and where it's going and what these projections are. Well, silver's being held down and, and artificially manipulated out of desperation because silver is something that's real and it's something that's been money for 5,000 years. And so 
in order to perpetuate the fiat money scam or crime, silver has to be manipulated. If it were allowed to be traded in a free market, according to supply and demand fundamentals, then people would be interested in it because it would naturally rise to its fair value. Silver right now has nothing to do with fair value, so it even makes the opportunity that much greater for us. It, it's always been a safe haven, whether it was during the, the Great Depression or during the, the Civil War era, you, you could have moved into silver and been protected. But in our time, it's so much more because we have money that can be created out of nothing, and it can literally manipulate markets. And if silver's constantly in a decline, then people aren't going to see the need to buy it. And if everything else is being manipulated to make it look as if the stock market's safe, then there's really no reason to move into physical silver as people see it, as people see charts and these things. But silver's below the cost of mining. It is an incredible opportunity. It's traded for less than 1% of what it has throughout history in, in terms of purchasing power. And so it's an incredible opportunity to get the fruits of our labor safe and to get them into something that inevitably has to rise. We are going to come out of the darkness. We are given some messages from Our Lady about things that will illuminate our conscience. And this, as well as other things, are going to have a tremendous effect on silver. We have no idea what the value could be because there's there's so little demand for physical right now. It's, it's literally a miracle that uh, people don't wake up and, and see this is something that's real, it's finite, and incredibly enough, it's also becoming extinct within the Earth's crust. So silver should be worth more than it's ever been in the history of man. Instead, you know, we have this opportunity. And you can reach us toll-free at 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Michael Seidner wrote in the... A blog that he has called End of the American Dream. Why would he write that? Because he's writing about the Temple of Baal they're going to erect in Times Square. And he says this should alert his readers to the shocking idea of pagan temple being erected in Times Square, saying most non-religious Americans don't understand who Baal was, nor do they really care. But the truth is, is that many of the elements of ancient Baal worship are being mirrored in our society in 2016. Wow. So we're erecting this temple in Times Square, which ISIS had tore down. It was over 2,000 years old. But it mirrors who we are as a society. Matt Barber explained some of the elements of the bow worship. He said his ritualistic bow worship in some look like this. Adults would gather around the altar of bow. Infants would be burned alive as a sacrificial offering to the deity amid hard screams and the stench of charred human flesh, etc. And then they talk about things that's really unmentionable. And we think nothing of it. And then we're going to erect a temple, which mirrors us in 2016, and you think we're going to continue? We can't. It's why he's here. It's why she's saying what she's saying. And we need to speak up about marriage. We need to speak up about abortion in a way that you do that, you're murdering your child. You're killing. I didn't say murder. She says kill their children. Pray especially for the mothers who consciously kill their children. See, she's not on the side. I know when mothers need healing because 
they're unconsciously killing their children, she's pointing it out. She's building a conscience. And she wants us to reflect that in our law, just like we did for the man striking the woman. We have to say this is murder. We have to pass laws to do that. And there's consequences if you break this law, just like it is for anybody else. It's just astounding. And these are the kinds of things when you read it, you know why we have Our Lady here. And thank God we do. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.